Welcome to the Classroom Commute Podcast, a podcast for elementary teachers who want to feel inspired each week on your ride into school. I'm your host, Rachel, and my goal is to give you simple and actionable 21st century teaching strategies that you can take into your classroom to spark the love of learning in your students. You are already amazing, and together we're going places. Thanks for taking me along for the ride. Hey, hey, welcome back. We are in week three of our summer road trip for teachers. I hope you're enjoying our time together so far and have gotten some great tips from some of the past episodes that we have featured here on the podcast. This week, our theme is all about engaging students. I'm super passionate about finding unique and fun and meaningful ways to get students to want to learn about what we're teaching them. And sometimes we make it too hard. There are really simple ways to make learning more fun and more engaging for our students. But before we dive into today's clips and highlights from past episodes, I want to make sure that you are signed up to be a part of the summer giveaways and freebies that are going on over on the website at classroomnook.com forward slash summer road trip. Each week I have related freebies and giveaways to the theme of that week. So if you have not already signed to be signed up to be part of that, make sure you go and do that now to learn all the details. All right, let's dive into today's highlights all about student engagement. This first clip comes from episode 44 where I highlighted 13 engaging ways to start your lesson. So in this clip, you'll hear three of my top favorites. This one's more for an in-person teaching environment. Take a gallery walk. Place posters, pictures, artifacts, and other objects around your room that are related to your lesson. Then invite students to walk around the room and observe. You might even place large poster paper and markers at each gallery walk station around your room and have them create a graffiti board where they draw or write their thoughts about what they see. This gallery walk sparks great discussion at the start of your lesson. Play Gimme Five or 10 or 15. It's simple, give students your topic title, for example, animals or plants, and have them jot down the first five, 10, 15, or however many you want, words or phrases that come to mind. Then you can even have them jot each thought down on a post-it note and create a chart to see if there are any overlaps between them and their classmates. Give your students a challenge. Before you tell your students the information about a topic, have them try it for themselves. For example, You might have them solve a math riddle or give students a list of content-related words and have them guess the topic. Or give students several words related to your topic to sort into categories. Or give them a sentence to finish with their own thoughts. For example, if you're teaching Westward Expansion, you might have a sentence that starts with, if I had to leave everything behind, I would, and then have students finish it. All right, this next clip is for those times when you have finished a lesson early or you have a few minutes before lunch or specials and you know if you don't engage your students and keep them focused for the last few minutes, things are gonna go south real fast. This clip comes from episode 48, which was all about five-minute fillers that you can use when you have five minutes or less to fill in your classroom between some sort of transition time. Here are my favorites. Another five-minute filler that I like to use is called Show What You Know. I've mentioned this resource a few times over on my website and on the podcast, and I will link to a post in the show notes all about how to use these cards. But in short, students have a set of cue cards with several answers on them. You ask them a question, and students put their finger over the right answer on the card to show you what they know. 
For example, if you've been studying the three states of matter, you would have a show what you know card with the words solid, liquid, and gas on it. Then you would ask a series of questions that had the answer to either be solid, liquid, or gas. So you might say, what state of matter is ice found in? And then the students would put their finger next to solid. And you would repeat this with several questions and students would respond by putting their finger over the correct answer. Now I have a set of free show what you know cards over in our members resource library. And if you are not yet a member, you can sign up to become a member for free. I will link to it in the show notes and you can grab those free show what you know cards with a variety of topics. I also have a complete set of show what you know cards covering 40 topics that you can grab over at my teacher's pay teacher store and I will link to those as well. But it makes for a very quick and easy way to assess your students understanding of a particular topic. And what I have done is I have students each have their own set of show what you know cards. I put them on a little ring and I have them keep them in their desk or in a cubby, wherever you might have students access it quickly. And whenever I'm ready to quickly show what you know, I have them pull out their ring, turn to a certain card that reflects what we've been talking about and we use it for show what you know. And it's a great five minute filler. The fourth five minute filler is tell a story on the fly. I love this one. It can be so fun and hilarious. So here's what you do. You hold some sort of ball, like a koosh ball or a beach ball or bouncy ball, whatever you have on hand, and you or a student will start a story with just three words. Then the person that started the story tosses the ball to another student who continues that same story with the next three words. And you can keep this going for as long as you want, for as much time as you have. And when you're ready for the story to end and you're ready to head off to lunch or specials or wherever you're going, just announce last toss and the person who gets the ball last must wrap up the story with the final three words. These come out to be such silly stories and students find it hilarious. Here's a way that you can make it more challenging, especially if you're working with older students. You can give the story a specific character or plot line that the students have to build their story upon. For example, you might say, let's tell a story about a boy named Mike on his way to school. I'll begin. One Monday morning... And then I would pass the ball to another student to pick up where I left off. And of course, if you think three words is too limiting, you could do five words, however many you think or would be comfortable for your students. And of course, if you have some apprehensive students, you can always give them the option to pass if they want to, especially with those students who don't do well on the spot. But before long, you might see them joining in when they realize that it's just for fun and no pressure and definitely make it just for fun. All right, check out this next clip. It comes from episode 66 called Ditch the Textbook. And in the episode, I talk about several alternatives to teaching with the textbook. We all know that no student gets excited when they see the textbook come out for a lesson. And so in this episode, I talked about some ways that you can still teach the same content, but do it in a much more engaging way. And in this clip, I share my absolute favorite way to do so. All right, I have saved the best for last. I may be a little partial to this because I love creating them. And I'll give you a very quick second to think about what I'm about to say. Did you think about Linktivities? Of course you did, because I can't stop thinking and talking about Linktivities. They are, without a doubt, my favorite way to replace a textbook with a more engaging activity. And lucky for you, I have a huge growing library of Linktivities on all sorts of topics that you can take and plug right into your classroom and use right away. So if you do not know what Linktivities are, you're likely new to the podcast and that's okay. I will link to a resource in the show notes 
notes to explain them in depth for you. But if you have been on the podcast for even a little bit, you know what my Linktivities are. They are interactive digital learning guides where students can control the pace. They can go about the Linktivity in the own order that they want to go into, and they can explore videos and images and all sorts of things that help teach a topic. And the best part about these is I've already done the work for you. I've already put these Linktivities together and I've included a flipbook or a recording sheet of some sort that students can use to complete as they go through the Linktivity. So this particular textbook alternative, the work is done for you. They're ready to go. So I will link to my collection of Linktivity digital learning guides in the show notes over at classroomnook.com forward slash podcast forward slash 66. And so I have science ones and social studies ones and ones for reading and a whole bunch of others. So make sure you check those out if you want an easy way to instantly grab your students' attention. And if you are like a lot of other teachers that I hear, once you begin using them, your students are going to crave them. They're so easy right now because a lot of us are doing digital learning in some sort of fashion. And so these are easy because all it takes is a link and an internet browser to get these Linktivities up and running in your classroom. They have audio support. So they are just a gem in the classroom. And if you know me, I have put my heart and soul into these Linktivities in the past year or so. So hopefully you can tell how passionate and excited I am about these. So again, I will link to them in the show notes. All right, this last clip comes from episode 55, and it's all about easy ways to boost student participation. We know that if students are participating, they're engaged. And sometimes all it takes is just a few small tweaks in the way that we ask a question or have them respond to something that we're learning in the classroom to make all the difference. Check out these simple ideas for boosting student participation. All right, the first strategy is called paper airplane. And you can use this strategy anytime you wanna turn a boring worksheet into an active and engaging activity in a moment's notice. So here's how it's done. You give out a worksheet that covers the skills you're working on. You were already planning on doing this in your lesson plan anyway, and students put their name on the sheet and only answer the first question on the sheet. Then they create a paper airplane. I promise there's a reason for this. And they toss their paper to someone else. So they just toss it anywhere in the room. And then each student will grab somebody else's paper airplane to answer the next problem. And you're going to continue doing this until all problems are completed. And when all problems are done, so if you have 10 problems on the on the worksheet, you're going to have students refold the paper into an airplane 10 times and continue tossing it. And then when all problems are complete, students will retrieve their original paper. And here's the bonus outcome. You can have your students check the work on their paper for the questions that they didn't answer on their paper before they hand it in. So they've got the practice of answering the questions themselves, but then they also get to practice the skill of checking somebody else's work. And you're going to be the coolest teacher ever because you actually allow students to make paper airplanes in your class. The students are going to have such a great time tossing and catching airplanes around the room. And it's just a win-win all around. Just think of the fun and the laughter that will come out of this activity. And as a result, you're building stronger community and you're also increasing student participation. The second activity is equally as fun. It's called Strike a Pose. You can again use this with a worksheet or you can just use it as a way to quickly assess your students at the end of a lesson. And this is how it works. 
Let's say you want to ask your students a series of questions that have a multiple choice answer, A, B, C, or D. Or you have a worksheet that has a set of questions with a multiple choice answer format. Instead of having your students answer A, B, C, or D, when you ask a question, they're going to strike a pose to represent their answer instead. So this is something that you're going to have to set up ahead of time because students will need to know what pose they need to strike when they want to answer A, what they want to pose for answer B, C, and so on. So you can come up with three, four, or five different poses depending on how many multiple choice answers they have to choose from. Make sure your students know what they are ahead of time. And then when you ask a question, instead of them responding with answer A, answer B, answer C, they're going to strike a pose. And again, this is going to invite full participation from your students. It's going to be something fun for them to do. So they're going to want to participate. And by participating, you're going to be building that classroom community right along with it. All right, here's your next student participation booster strategy. We all have those students who are reluctant to answer a question because they never feel like they know the answer. So you can easily keep students accountable and encourage them to participate by using a strategy called but what I do know is, and here's how it works. Instead of accepting an I don't know response from a student, encourage them to tell you what they do know about a topic. This helps the students to see that even though they might not know the answer to your question, they still have something to offer to the discussion. So you might ask the question, who can tell me what the Battle of Lexington and Concord was all about? And if you call on a student, they could say, I don't know, but what I do know is that tension between the colonists and the English was growing. So it may not be the answer you are looking for, but they are thinking about what they do know about the American Revolution and that time period. And that's better than saying nothing at all. All right, there you have it. Some simple tips and strategies to help engage your students more effectively in your classroom. Remember, if you heard an episode and you want to hear more, you can check out the full playlist with all the episodes, the complete episodes over at the show notes at classroomnook.com forward slash podcast forward slash 75. Everything will be there for you. You can listen to each episode in its entirety and get even more valuable information to use in the upcoming school year. And remember, if you are not already part of our Classroom Nook community, make sure that you sign up to be a part of it so you can be entered in to win some of these giveaways that are going on this summer, as well as snag the freebies that go along with each weekly theme. And you can get all the information for how to sign up over at the show notes, or if you go directly to classroomnook.com forward slash summer road trip, you'll get the information there as well. All right, that's all I have for you today. I'll be back again next week with our next road trip theme. Bye for now.